When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Eye on Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. We are at Gillette Stadium where it is a miserably rainy Thursday. So miserable the Patriots are actually practicing in the bubble as they get ready for Buffalo this weekend. Mark, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting week. Um, historically, Patriots will practice outside in the elements because, as Bill Belichick likes to say, they play in the elements. Well, not this time, not this week. If It appeared on Wednesday, Curtis, they had a shorter practice in the bubble, I, I, and Bill chalked that up to guys being hurt. But today, with the downpour, they're back in that bubble. Um, it's, it's hard to read too much into it at this point, two weeks left in the season. The Patriots are going to Buffalo where it's going to be cold and, and windy and – I think it's just about health at this point. But at this point, with two weeks left, you know what it's also about, Chris? The Bill Belichick era potentially coming to a close. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think a lot of it does have to do with trying to reward some guys because they're still busting their butts, even though they're out of it. You know, they've won two of the last three or playing hard in every game. You know, I don't think anyone's thinking like this is a team that's quit. I wouldn't expect them to quit, though. That's just like not the nature of the coach, the players, right. and like people love talking about tanking all the time. Tanking, tanking, tanking. Tanking isn't something that coaches and players do. Tanking is something that GMs do. And I mean, it's weird in this case because Bill's the GM, but like the roster is what it is. The players are going to continue to play hard, and he's still obviously coaching hard. So yeah, the players clearly haven't given up. They're they're not going to give up, and they're going to try to beat the Buffalo Bills this week, and then they're going to try to beat the Jets the following after that. You know, much to the dismay of Patriots fans who want to see them get a top three pick, and I would say much to the dismay of Mark. Of, much to the dismay of Mark Daniels, because frankly, guys, I want to see them get a top pick because I think that puts them on the easiest path, like back to the playoffs. You know, you know what I mean? Like you draft a franchise quarterback, then, you know, what? you kind of have the guy and you move on. But as this as we would have it, Bill Belichick is still a good coach, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be back next year. Yeah. And Mike Giardi from the Boston Sports Journal had an interesting report on this earlier this week, quote, Speaking of Belichick, he's expressed doubt about his future in New England to the staff at various points over the last few weeks. To the best of my knowledge, and as reported on NFL Network this weekend, he has yet to sit down with ownership. Mark, what are you reading to that? Uh, I think that says it all. Um, The fact that Robert Kraft hasn't talked to him about his future tells me that Bill Belichick is about to be fired slash they'll do something like a mutual parting the ways, but really he's going to be fired. Why does Robert care about optics or something like that? Well, if you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because you have um what Woody Johnson jets owner who came up publicly and said that Robert Sala will be back, you know, an, an next year. And that's something an owner historically does around this time of the year, December, they, they let their head coach know like, Hey, I know times have been rough, but we're going to, we're going to roll it back with you next year. We're going to bring you back because that way you sort of set up a, I don't know, a feeling of ease, right? I mean, anyone who is not sure that they're going to have a job, they want to know if they're going to be back. So the fact that one, Kraft hasn't met with Bill about it tells me he's done with Bill. 
And two, the fact that Bill Belichick has been telling other coaches on the coaching staff that he has a feeling this is the end. I think, you know, who better than Bill Belichick to actually know, right? He's been in New England for, what, 23 seasons? I mean, he knows Robert Kraft pretty well. So I'm sure Bill Belichick knows that, you know, it just hasn't been good enough. But um, interesting. What's, what's your read on it? Yeah, and I think that report makes a lot of sense with Ross Douglas leaving relatively recently and taking what seems like, uh, like, you know, it's not like a giant leap up in going to Syracuse and coaching wide receivers where he'll have some say in the passing game there that that's like what they've built it as. But I mean, NFL head or NFL wide receivers coach leaves to be college wide receivers coach. To me, that seems like a move where the writing's kind of on the wall. And I'm sure Bill has let these guys know that like the band might be breaking up after this year. And if you have an opportunity that you like, might be time to take a leap and go for it. And he left for Syracuse, a, a bad program that has a new head coach that by honestly, they've actually had some decent recruits and decent transfers. So an exciting time over at Syracuse. But that's like a rock bottom, big East college football team that you right. really got to build up. It's not like Ross Douglas left to go to Alabama. Like yeah. like Brian Dable was the tight ends coach for the Patriots. And he left to be the OC at Alabama. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, great move for Brian Dable. Like Ross Douglas left for Syracuse. So you're absolutely right on that. Right. And with the Alabama OC job, that like is such a launching pad that Saban has to get guys to agree to two year contracts. Right. Because right. so often after one year, they're getting poached. Um, and I, I do think the silence from the crafts, though, speaks volumes, right, where they ducked the media at the fall meetings. They didn't do any there. They haven't spoken at all since then. No interviews, no nothing. It's been total radio silence beyond what you would ever expect. <laughs> It's um it's awkward, but the Patriots are four and eleven. You know, Bill Belichick's team will finish under five hundred for three out of the last four years. It's been it's been a while since Tom Brady was here. It doesn't feel that long ago. You know, it's like yes, it does. Well, for Chris, it does, but you know, for a lot of us, it doesn't. You know, Tom Brady was here for so long. The Patriots were like they're a team that you always just expected to be in the AFC title game with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. There was a way, and and unfortunately. I think the way Bill has handled his quarterback position in his offense is ultimately his undoing. So with the ending of what we both think will be the ending of Bill, the Bill Belichick era come, you know, in a couple weeks, I don't think Robert Kraft will drag this on long. It'll start the process of interviewing head coaches. So Chris, do you think, what do you think? I just leave this open-ended for you. What do you think Robert Kraft should do? Who should like, how should he approach hiring the next head coach of his team? So I think that it's totally fair to make Gerard Mayo the favorite going into it, but you should still absolutely do a full coaching search because there's so many like young, bright coaches around the league that in addition to interviewing them, you have a chance to pick their brain. And that's so valuable. Hey, Ben Johnson from Detroit, come in for an interview. How would you fix this offense? What would you do to try and get it into the 21st century? Even if you don't hire Ben Johnson, you still have that intel now and it's really valuable. So I think you have to open the coaching search, make it a, you know wide open. And it's totally cool if they like Mayo going in, but he still has to interview and he still has to win the job. Yeah, it's fascinating because I think initially, you know, all the reporting about Bill and Mayo's contract was that they were signed through two seasons this year and next year. That would have set Mayo up to be the Patriots head coach in 2025. And I, I think that would have been a great plan, right? Bill Belichick breaks Don Shula's record. Mayo takes over. You know, there you go. Well, that's not happening. So the fact that that's not happening, I do think Kraft owes it to himself and his franchise to interview the best candidates on the market. That that includes Gerard Mayo. But like Chris said, it also includes Ben Johnson. If, if Ben Johnson is the top head coaching candidate and you're Robert Kraft, like why not go at him? I mean, what's the problem with the Patriots? It's their offense. It's not their defense. So I would love to get some offensive candidates in here um, and, and like 
a simple question. How would you fix the offense? What would you do about the quarterback position? Like those are things that need to be answered because say even they hire Gerard Mayo, if he doesn't have a good plan for the offense or a good plan for say his GM or the quarterback position, he's not going to last here very long. Yeah. You're right back in square one. You know, you you're where you are now with like a good defense and an offense that's stuck in the stone age. And Chris, I don't know if you, have you, I don't know if Chris has researched any of these head coaching candidates, but so I always do my own research. Yeah, as do I. But are there are there any head coaching candidates that you think Robert should bring in? I have an answer to this, which is why I want to ask you first. Um, I mean, Ben Johnson is the one like off the top of the head. It's uh, immediate. I think Frank Smith, someone that's down like a rising coach in Miami is also a really interesting candidate. And like, even if you don't hire him, then you have more intel on the Dolphins (laughs) and like what they're doing and yada, yada, yada. So, I I mean, I think there's a wide net that you can cast and you should cast. But it sounds like you have someone specific in mind. So there were actually, I went through the NFL Network's list of like, you know, future head coaching candidates that Tom Pelissero, Pelissero puts together. Every year he talks to like GMs and coaches around the NFL to see like, who are the top like coaching prospects? There's actually a handful of guys who have worked for Robert Kraft and the Patriots. And I'll just, I'll sort of list them all off. The Seahawks OC, Shane Waldron, I believe he was a tight ends coach here for Bill Belichick in the early 2000s. Bubba Ventrone. Uh, Browns associate head coach and special teams coach Boba Ventron, of course, played for the Patriots and he was on Belichick's coaching staff. He he was the uh, Colts coordinator as well. I don't I think that'd be a hard sell to hire a, a special teamer to be your head coach, but still, Boba it, Ventron, worked, it worked really well for the Giants when they hired Joe Judge. Yeah, very well respected. But you know, keep going on too. Uh, obviously, Gerard Mayo, we all know he's on the list. But there's another guy too. I think that would be interesting, and it's um Patrick Graham. He's the Raiders DC right now. Patrick Graham is super smart, went to Yale. He was with the Patriots for a while, linebacker coach, defensive line coach. Again, he might be a hard sell, but I look at the list and I'm like, wow, there's a handful of guys who Kraft has familiarity with. So, yeah, bring in Patrick Graham, bring in Bubba Ventrum, bring in bring in all these guys, Shane Waldron. I, I love the Frank Smith idea, the Dolphins OC. That Dolphins offense is a lot of fun to watch. But if I'm Robert Kraft, I bring in everyone. I bring in, yeah, Bubba Ventron, a special teams guy. I bring in defensive candidate. I bring in offensive candidates. You know what I would even do? I would bring in Harbaugh from, from Michigan just to see what he has to say. I don't think he would be a great fit. Frankly, he's 60 years old and it seems like he has some personality personality conflicts with owners and GMs and all that. But I, I just think Kraft owes it to himself to interview the top guys. Kraft really going to hire the guy coming out of a filming scandal in college? No, no, he will not. <laughs> I don't think Harbaugh would take that interview either. I think that he does this every year, the posturing to try and get more money for Michigan. I think he's very happy with where he is and he's going to stay there. And one more question, Chris. A lot of people say Mike Vrabel, right? Mike Vrabel, Kraft wants Mike Vrabel. If you're Robert Kraft, would you trade a draft asset for a head coach like Mike Vrabel? Mm, how high is the pick? Probably talking at least a second. No. No, because your second round pick is going to be very high. Like right. I'm not trading number like 35 overall for a head coach. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not doing that. I think you could use a fresh start here. And uh, I, I do admire the job that Vrabel does coaching, but like Titans aren't lighting the world on fire either. You know, it's his teams play tough, but I mean, it's kind of like Bill's, Bill's team still playing hard, you know, where, where does that get you ultimately? But one thing I do think is starting to open up for Bill that this was like, a train I was on kind of early and I think it's starting to pull into the station is that Dallas Cowboys job. If they mutually part ways and Dallas flames out in the playoffs, like it looks like they might already. I think that's the perfect landing spot for bill. 
What do you think? I, I think it's really fascinating because, you know, Jerry Jones, the owner, is also the GM. So would he give away his power, his roster control, his GM responsibilities to Bill Belichick? I, I don't think he would, but I think that's what Bill wants. I think Bill would love to go somewhere where he raves about the Cowboys offense, their personnel, not just the offense, the defense, all of their personnel all the time. Where like we listen to Bill talk about opponents every week, but you can tell when it's like real Bill praise and when it's like you're blowing smoke right now. The Dallas stuff is very real with the way that he talks about that team and how into the roster he is. And like, I'm sure he would love to coach Parsons and have a modern day Lawrence Taylor who he can do that with. And so the roster is already kind of ready made. And I think he's probably ready to take a step into a role where like he just goes to a team with a good roster and just can coach, you know, and I know he has a lot of respect for Jerry and Steven Jones. When he was signing Zeke, he called them just to try and get a, a feel for like what kind of guy he was and like what they should do there. So there's a good relationship there. Jerry Jones has done this before. I think that if Dallas crashes and burns early, like I think they're going to, that's a match made in heaven for Bill Belichick. You know, think about it too. I, I agree with you because what does Bill want to do? He wants to win games. He wants to pass Don Shula. Cowboys will by far be the best job the best roster as you said the best defensive player you have the quarterback i mean you're you're already there i mean you go there you know he's gonna win 10 plus games if, yeah. if he's there it'll take him what is it? it'll take him two seasons right two seasons in dallas maybe he'll convince jerry to give him a three or four year deal but by the end of it he will be the most winningest coached in nfl history it's like other than that i mean the jobs right now on paper aren't great i don't think the commanders are a great setup they don't have no. a quarterback the uh, Panthers are an awful, awful job. That I think. one makes the least sense out of any event. And then work. you got the Chargers that, you know, that they, they haven't won as many games as they should, but they have a quarterback. They have really good players. They have Khalil Mack. The Chargers isn't a terrible job. And I could see Bill going there. But man, if the Cowboys open up, I agree with Chris 100%. That would be a great match for Bill, as long as he doesn't mind giving away some of his drafting power to Jerry Jones. Yeah, the Chargers one is interesting, too, because there's kind of like two obstacles there where they're really in cap hell. Like if you look at their cap for next year, it's it's pretty gross. And I mean, obviously, one of the perks of having a new head coach is that he's not going to be sentimental about players on the roster the way that like a lot of coaches and GMs become because they have these relationships. So I think you can come in and like kind of be a cold, hard calculator and be like, you know, all right. I know this person did this for this long, but ultimately, like, I need a new fresh set of eyes and need to do that. It's crazy that it's like this, but does Bill want to live on the West Coast and, like, switch <laughs> like that at this point? Maybe he does. Maybe that doesn't bother him at all. Maybe he's happy to, you know, just fly to fly to L.A., be California Bill. But I don't well, know. It's it's fascinating to think about. And we could, like, even, like, like I think even think of, like, his coaching staff while you're talking. Like, all right, he could hire his son, Steve Belichick, as his D.C. He could bring in Josh McDaniels as his O.C., you know, get his band sort of back together. Hell, he could probably bring Cam Akers or Joe Judge over as his special teams coach. You know, he'd, he'd Josh, have it all. Josh would have to be, like, offensive assistant who is actually a coordinator <laughs> so that he'll keep getting the Raiders paychecks, <laughs> as we've seen over and over here. But, yeah, I totally am on board with what you're doing where, like, I put Dallas one and the Chargers like a number two right there, no doubt. So, Chris, we haven't talked about this game at all because, you know, there there is a game coming up. And I think for, you know, before we depart here, there's one question I want to ask you about the Patriots and Bill Belichick moving on to, you know, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills here. Can Bailey Zappi prove something against the Bills? And if he plays well against the Bills, 
could that put him in line to be the Patriots' starting quarterback? Because what I'm asking you is, can Bailey Zappi go from a guy who the Patriots didn't think was good enough and cut to a guy that they might think is their future starting quarterback? I think that he can play his way into a competition over the next two weeks. I don't think he's going to play his way into a starting role because I think that's crazy given like what we've seen from him thus far. But I think he can certainly play for the right to compete for a starting job next year. And like the Patriots fall out of the top three or so and don't draft Jaded Daniels. There's going to be a competition where they're either going to take like a late or like an early second round guy from that second pocket of quarterbacks or bring in someone like Gardner Minshew or someone. And inherently, you're going to want whoever that is to compete, whether it's a rookie trying to earn the job or someone like Gardner Minshew, where it's like, okay, like you need to compete for this job. And and I think like to put things in perspective, like Broncos defense is horrible. Um, They're really bad. One of the worst run defenses in the NFL, one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. Zappi played well in Denver, a tough place to play. But I think playing well against... Buffalo in Buffalo would really speak volumes about him. hundred percent. I, I still don't see him as the long-term answer. I don't think his ceiling is high enough, you know, as, as seen here, he can, you can win with Bailey Zappi. I I'm just, you know, I, I'm hesitant to say, yeah, they should really put everything behind Zappi because at the end of the day, I think you need a higher upside quarterback to win in the NFL, certainly in 2024 when you're rebuilding and probably with a new head coach, but the Bills have a good defense. They have the 10th ranked defense in the NFL. This is no joke. I mean, if Bailey Zappi does go out there and play well, it certainly creates a, a new conversation. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is, is he can play his way into the conversation over these next two weeks where the Bills are a good defense. And then the Jets are a really good defense provided they're still actually trying in week 18, but <laughs> He can definitely play his way into the conversation here because, I mean, I know that we got into this a little bit on the last pod, but like the Steelers and Broncos are both paper Tigers, but those are still hard places to win no matter the team. And the fact that he was able to like do enough to win on the road in both of those places in primetime games speak to what he's built, speaks to what he's building here. And he's, you know, definitely not lacking confidence and maybe he can build off of that in Buffalo. Yeah, the Bills are coming off three straight wins. They've beaten the Chiefs, Cowboys, and Chargers. They're they're rolling here. They they're they're playing for a lot to prove because they they want a better playoff seed. Whereas opposed to the Patriots, a win hurts their draft stock. So it's an interesting spot to be in for the Patriots and Bills. But before we go, Chris, let's you can do the prediction first because I always steal yours. I will go Bills twenty eight, Patriots seventeen. I think Buffalo is just a better team, top to bottom. It's a tough place to play all the time. I think Zappy will be okay. I don't think he'll be horrible. I don't think he'll be great. Ultimately, I think Buffalo wins 28 to 17. I'm going to go Bills 24, Patriots 20. I think the Patriots can play them tight. I just think at the end of the day, it's the Bills have a much, much better roster on both sides of the ball. All right. That's our pod for today. Thanks for following along, and we'll catch you further on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.